Hello, and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-host, starting with C's, the cheeky, the curious, and the ever-so-chic, Mary Abijay. Oh, Chris DeSantis, you're always so kind. And chic is really a nice compliment, chic. especially because I think today we're going to be talking about a little bit of chic. You know it. Well, so everybody, hello. It's Mary Abijay here. Glad to see you all. And let me introduce to you my amazing co-host, the classy, the captivating, and the clever <laughs> Mr. Chris DeSantis. <laughs> How you been, Mary? I've been really well, actually. Thank you very much. It feels like we're getting a little bit back to normal, but I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I've been having many more in-person engagements, yeah. which is uh, kind of throwing my whole, like, what do I wear? Yes. Uh, into like a whole nother, I forgot what it was like to have like, you know, fashion uh, phobia or like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. So trying to figure that out and... It's I what how did I used to dress before? Like I don't even know what I used to wear anymore. Well, um, I think I need a whole new closet. No, I don't think you do because I've I've always thought you were quite chic and it, and but it's an it's natural to who you are. I remember I uh, listeners I I was uh, Mary came visit us in New uh, Chicago uh, uh, two weeks ago. Yes, at, I did. Yes, she was speaking here to a very large conference, a women's uh, uh, executive event. And uh, I noticed that she came, showed up in the evening, uh, super chic. It was very elegant. It was casual chic, uh, double-breasted sport coat, you know, uh, slacks that sort of matched, and the most beautiful badass shoes. So they were badass, I, you know. So thank you for noticing the shoes. So you know, I have. When I travel, I'm much better dressing when I travel than when I'm at home because I limit my options. Right? There's only a couple of things you can wear. And one thing I have started to do in my old age is my dressing gets a little more, mm, a little more simple, mm -hmm. you know, on top is I'm really looking for really groovy shoes. So I love these shoes that are made by a company called John Fluvog, uh, and uh, they make the coolest, the badass shoes. And we used to have a John Fluvog store in DC where I would buy my cool badass shoes. And uh, what Chris is referring to is I got to Chicago early just so I could truck to <laughs> the Fluvog store to buy some more badass shoes. So. She walked miles to get these shoes. I did. People, I walked like four miles because I'm a walker anyway. And I thought I'm going to get my exercise in. Uh, and yeah, they're pretty cool. And I wore them just the other day again and people were like freaking out. Well, I'll t uh, the reason we're talking about clothes is because uh, we did an episode recently about going back to work. And, and as a consequence of that, we've also received a few questions about what to wear at work. To wear. Yes. So so this is the fashion episode. You know like The it. New Yorker has the fashion episode in their magazine. This is the fashion episode for Cubicle Confidential. It is. And a, and a few of these people are going against the grain. So are you ready for some chatting about this? Yeah, but wait a minute. We didn't discuss your shoes. Like, oh. where do you like, like, like? I feel, I feel when I'm going to be on stage yes. that the shoes are really important. Yes, because I when do. You're I'm a big riser, shoe person. Well, because they're going to see your shoes. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I find that for me anyway, that's kind of my signature now is I'm going to wear some really cool shoes. What's your, when you're like on stage or you're trying to look like, you know, on stage, like the the amazing 
uh, public thought leader that you are, what's your go-to look? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm a big shoe fan, and I go to I go two directions. I I like the British. I like the uh, I like churches. Yeah. That's a very fine shoe that'll last you a lifetime. It's got a sort of a clunky hip feel to it. And then I like to go with the Italians every once in a while too, because the, the Ferragamos <laughs> of the world are are I like because the, the Italians are so much fun. <laughs> yes, and and there's a sleekness to that. So I'm 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 a big fan. I'm also a big fan of taking care of your shoes. Mm. Uh, I think. It's important because I think it's one of the things we look at. I I, I don't know if it's a guy thing, but uh, I I do think that we we I, I notice people who take care of their attire, and I, I notice shoes as a consequence of that. And so mine you are know, always either shiny or buffed. Every well dressed man I've ever met in my life, and let me be honest, really well dressed men, maybe a handful of them. Uh, no, more than that. But <laughs> every well dressed man. That I've ever met has said the exact same thing. They really pay attention to the shoes. Yeah. And shoes are really important. I don't know that young people realize that, but it is a big thing. And I am not, I'm getting better about shoes now that I decided that my, that was going to be my thing. But I, I'm a walker, so I'm really hard on my shoes. Mm -hmm. So they scuff pretty quickly. So I have to be really careful now about when I'm the shoes I'm going to present in or be on stage in. I don't wear them to the event. I change into them at the event because otherwise people, and I'm a total klutz. So my shoes are scuffed and, you know, I got a pair of Gucci loafers and literally with the third time I wore them, I like scuffed the crap out of them. Like, cause I'm just klutzy. So I'm learning how to do what you just said with the good shoes. Yeah. No, but I I like that idea though. you you bring the good shoes in a bag and then you, yep. you put them on and you're you're judicious in their use. I am. I, I call it putting on my big girl shoes. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm a fan of that. And I and by the way, I think uh, another fashion tip: your belt should match your shoes. Oh, you're one of those. Oh, absolutely. All right, absolutely. that's good to know. Absolutely. And I'm assuming you have high quality belts. Uh, well, yes, I do. I, again, I, I seek to match. So no rope belts for you. No, no, like- no, no, no rope belts. No, that's funny though. No. But I think we are going a little too casual. I mean, look, they make Uggs, 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 Uggs. It it, it rhymes with ugh. Yeah, I agree. Ugly. And this is, I'm glad I'm glad we have questions about this because this is a big topic people are really struggling with, what to wear yeah, back to work. I know. Because remember now, we've been in sweatpants for two years and it's been very comfortable. And I think as a society, we're moving into the comfort lane, which I, so I don't too. know necessarily think it's the right lane to be in, but I, I, I know it has a place. Chris, I can only see the top of you. Are you in sweatpants right no, now? No, 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 no. See people... Of course he's not. I can't imagine Chris even owns a pair of sweatpants. No. I'm totally in sweatpants and a t-shirt. I just got done with the presentation. I have a really fancy jacket I put on my top, but the rest of me has been like slob all day long. <laughs> well, I'm wearing an A-line skirt below the way. <laughs> <laughs> and badass shoes. Badass shoes. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, all right. Well, speaking of funny, this this first letter is really funny. I think this is cute. So you ready? I'm ready. Hi, Mary and Chris. Love the show. I'm writing because Mary mentioned Chris always looks dapper. Thank you very much. Because he does. I don't know what that might look like, but I'd like to be seen that way too, even though I am seeing everyone else dressed casually at work. I'm a 24-year-old male, and I like dressing up for work. 
I work at a consulting firm, and so we are always going to client offices to work or consult. I always seem to stand out, but I get the feeling my workmates don't see me as I see me. They see me as pretentious. As I said, I just like to dress well. Any suggestions on how to change their attitude towards me? Signed, Dapper in Delaware. Uh, <laughs> I love me a well-dressed young man. I love this kid. Dapper in Delaware. You know, here's the thing. You want it. I love that you want to be well-dressed and I love that you want to be dapper because you don't want to be dreary. Right. But you also, and I, you know, this is a hard show to do because we don't have the visuals of these people. So I'm going to assume when you are being dapper, you're not being dapper like your grandfather or your father, (laughs) that you're being dapper (laughs) like a young male, a young man on the rise should be. Like, so I'm going to, Going to assume like you're like reading Esquire and you're like knowing what the trends are. So if you're worried that people are going to think you're pretentious, uh, counterbalance that, your flair, if you will, with a little bit more friendliness. Mm. Um, Like just smile more, be engaged with people, like make sure your personality is uh is one that is not pretentious Mm -hmm. um and you know what like who cares what your colleagues think like who (laughs) cares Uh, i love people that are going to dress well to stand out um and if you're a consultant i will say this uh it is important that you dress that however you dress sends a message to your clients because that's what it's all about in the consulting world that you are competent and committed to them and their success so if your dapperness says i'm a dapper professional that's great if your dapperness says i'm a dapper club you know club hopper that's another thing so make sure of that um be also aware of the culture of your clients. Uh, you want to dress at least at their level or maybe at one notch above them. Mm. If you're dealing with clients who are really casual, like jeans and hoodies, I would take the dapper down a notch. Mm. I would just use some little flair, but you don't want to be so far out of their, as Chris used to say, Goldilocks realm that you are, you know, that they're like, they don't know what to make of you. Mm -hmm. Because the idea in your dress is to show respect, not pretentiousness or arrogance. Um, And also be aware of how dapper you are uh, when you're going to say the company picnic, make sure you are matching the look for the occasion. So uh, as Chris would say, make sure you have good shoes. Yeah, good (laughs) shoes is good. I don't know, but this is my opinion. Like I'm a woman, so I love seeing you know dapper young men. But Chris, you are going to have much better no insight. I I think that you are if uh, to make a uh, summarize what you're saying, but know where you are and be appropriate to where you are. Uh, Be a guest in the house, which is a sign of some respecting them uh, in terms of. that you appreciate who they are, be friendly, be open. And so all of those things I think are are appropriate. I want to start off a little differently, but I I think I'm going to arrive at the same points. First off, I I not only think that you have good internal self-awareness, you have excellent external self-awareness in that you see how others might be seen or might be interpreting you. I like that. I think that's a trait that's going to serve you well, Dapper. So... uh, (laughs) While, while we want to be loved for who we are, people don't necessarily see us as how we want to be seen by them. And this might be the case in point. It's uh, Standing out always has consequences. You've made a choice here. And so your first concern should be, as Mary already said, with the clients. 
And so ask yourself when you close your eye, when you think about what a consultant looks like, uh, what might they be thinking? And I think Mary is really talking about impression management. That's what she's saying here. That's exactly what I said, but not as well as you said no, it, so no. thank you. <laughs> I think it's really right. And if you're going to, for instance, uh, if you're going to an engagement on an oil rig or you're going to go into a, a diamond mine, uh, you, ha- you should be appropriate to the places where you're going to be. And the point being, uh, dressing for the part, but also for the location and the context in which you operate. Let me give you a quick story. I was engaged to speak at a, a major electronics games company, one of these big ones where, uh, and so I arrived in, in a suit they wouldn't let me in the building they said sir <laughs> sir we can't let you in dressed like that and i said well i said why is that well nobody's going to listen to you dressed in a suit and i said well what do you want me to do so they escorted me to they cut your tie off no they all no <laughs> they escorted me to an empty office i had my luggage with me and they said would you mind changing into a t-shirt and jeans before speaking i Ugh. I said, okay, I'll do what I can. So I, 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 do you even own a pair of jeans? I had, yeah, I had jeans. I had my jeans, dressed nice jeans, but I didn't have a t-shirt. But I did have a, I did have a casual shirt. So I, I I wore that. And so, um, so while I love that you have your own style, you have to be adaptive, relative. And this is Mary again, relative to the client. So back to the office and how you look. I say go for it, right? Just go for it. Once you start to, they appreciate your costume changes. Uh, they'll see how an interesting aspect about you or simply a quirk of who you are. Because Mary said it, if you're friendly and joyful and you're doing this, I think it makes you interesting. Also, having a sense of humor about yourself is as important as having a sense of style about yourself. Yes. So you, Absolutely. my friend, it sounds like are capable of both. So next time, next time, you are, are, are send us a photo of yourself in your please yes in your sartorial splendor so we can uh, envy your look chris that's first of all i completely agree that was fantastic advice uh I love your story about okay. them saying, like, dude, who do you think you are? Have you met us? Like, you can't show up in a suit. Oh, no. That's fantastic. I'm telling you, I'm in this room with these young uh, developers. They were all developer, program developers. Uh, I had never seen so much uh, uh, ink and metal on the bodies of people. Yeah. And so... I was, and they gave you good advice because they're right. If you show up in your oh, little yeah. suit, oh, yeah. you would they would have chewed, spit you out, chewed you up, and spit you yeah. out. You know, and that's something that I think you know for anyone that's a client facing or a customer facing, you do have to think about that. Like I, I yesterday I did. Um, a workshop for a bunch for the C-suite of a bank, a publicly held bank. Mm. And I agonized over Mm. what to wear because when I go to meetings with these bankers, I wear a suit. You know, I wear, you know, navy blue suit with a little bit of flair here and there, but mostly I'm conservative. But if I'm doing a facilitation or a training, I'm not, I don't want to wear a suit Mm. because that's not, Right. That's not conducive to that role. Exactly. So it took me a long time to figure out, because again, it's been two years since I've had to do that in person, but it was, it was, I had to be really thoughtful because as a facilitator, you want to send the, the sign that you're open, you're a little relaxed, right? You want to put the group at ease. So yeah. Like when you go to facilitate, do you wear a suit or do you just wear like a, a jacket and an open collar? Yeah, I will. If, if, in, in that kind of event, I will, first of all, I always ask them. I'm saying, what are yeah. people wearing yeah. in this event? Because then I want to be... And then they say, oh, you know, they wear all kinds of things. Well, no, that's, that's very helpful. So <laughs> yeah. So then I show up in a clown outfit. What am I? Yeah. Wear, what am I, a clown? I'm a pajamas. What Do they I wear pajamas? <laughs> 
So I try to I try to stay within again the range of who they are. But I, you said it well uh, in that uh, I, I dress a notch up because you are a yeah. guest in the house. So yeah. in that, but uh, yeah, no suits in that. You're right about yeah. that. When you do that, so yeah. anyway, well, that was really fun. Yeah, that like, was a fun one. Thank you, Dapper. You know, and you know, I think I said this in the start of the show, but like we, this is something people are really struggling with, like yeah. what to wear yeah. uh, back to work. Because you have some CEOs are like, no, 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 it's back to formal. Yes, you have people saying, no, 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 we want to be casual. You have people saying, okay, business casual, which is a nightmare. Because who, who knows, knows what that, that is. is. So it's t- no, but this, actually, this this next question is related to the first one in a in a in a slightly different way. I thought this was interesting too. Now let's hear you it. Ready? Bring it on, baby. I was hired about a year ago during the peak of the pandemic. Except it was only now that we're going back to the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dress code is business casual. Being a 32-year-old woman of color, I am not sure what that means. Nobody does, honey. None of us do. I have cultivated a style and a look that stands out, and I I look great in some clothes, but awful in others. I say this because I like this organization, and I like the people. They're sharp professionals, but they're also nerds. I'm a nerd, too, and proud of it. (laughs) but I don't look or dress like one. They all seem to take their cues from our boss, a a Zuckerberg wannabe. (laughs) And so hoodies and chinos and Nikes are all de rigueur, I guess. I can deal with my colleagues well enough, but I'm worried about my boss. He likes it when people fawn on him by dressing like him. Any suggestions on how to stay authentic and fashionable? Signed, Disdressed, in Silicon Valley. Distressed. Distressed. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, all right. So, okay. There's so much here. I know. And I'm, I'm going to try to be helpful, but I really don't think I can be because I think without having a visual, uh, it's really hard uh, because I'm going to assume that she's cultivated a look yes. and that stands out as a positive thing. Yes. And not that she's standing out because she's wearing pajamas right. or latex disco wear, right? No, so I'm going to assume- It sounds like she said, yeah, she's, yeah, she's quite- Yeah. I, I will guess fashionable in her own way, a stylistic choice. Yeah. Right. Um, so dressing for women, first of all, you have to kind of forget about the boss because you're not going to dress like him anyway. <laughs> He's a man. Like you're not going to like. I don't even think men expect women to dress in hoodies and jeans. So I, I would like. I would like stop worrying about that. Um, you do want him to see you as a professional, so I don't think you need to imitate or emulate his wear. But let me just say this for a minute: dressing for women is and always has been more challenging mm-hmm. uh, because women's clothes come in a much wider array of choices. And so there's more opportunities to either sail or fail, right? Mm. To succeed or to bomb. Uh, and women's clothes change fashion so quickly, yeah. right? That's really hard to build a quality, ro- uh, uh, quality wardrobe. And let's be clear, Business casual is hard to navigate for 
anybody because mm-hmm. nobody really knows what it means. But again, I think it's harder for the woman because we have so many choices, mm-hmm. skirts or dresses, a million kinds of tops, jackets or no jackets, pants or trousers. And then unlike you men, our trousers come in wide bottom, skinny bottom, <laughs> capris, you know, like uh, uh, clam diggers, long, like so many choices, heels, no heels. Like it's just, it's outrageous. So And you're judged. And we're judged mostly by our own gender. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. I mean, as we said in the other one, uh, it's really about, are you industry appropriate? Uh, is your look uh, saying to people, I'm a professional, I'm trusted, I'm respected, I'm competent. Uh, if you're too fashion forward, sometimes less is more. Uh, so accents can be a great way to add your flair and authenticity mm-hmm. without going overboard. So really take a good look at at your at yourself with there. You know, maybe you book time with a stylist just to get oh, some fresh I ideas. Like uh, you know, they're free in most department stores. And then the only other thing I'm going to say on this, well, you know, I will hold off on that because I'm going to get your advice, but I have a few more suggestions for women in general. Uh, but I'm going to stop with that because I think you got to uh, follow the path of your own drummer, but you've got to do it in a way, as we said before, that really is kind of in somewhat of alignment that feels somewhat connected to your organization. Wow. Well, I this was really good. I, I think it's really solid advice. I went in such a different direction oh, with this answer. Say, say, say. So different because here's what I started with. I, I'm guessing she was involved in a tech role since she's a nerd and she's in uh, Silicon Valley. That's mm-hmm. what I'm guessing. So I went with that premise, right? I like that. And distress, you are simply going to stand out regardless of your attire because you're a woman of color in a ah, tech good role point. in Silicon good Valley. Point. So I found on a website, I looked at a website, I think it was Switch, I was just looking around, and they noted that women of color represent about 40% of the U.S. population, yet only about 3% of women of color are represented in tech roles. Ugh. So my that was the point of you're going to stand out either way. So back to you, Distress. I think Wait, I just want to pause you on that. That was really smart, Chris. That never even occurred to me. Well, it it just uh, it, I re- I read it into it. Said, well, what stands out about her? It's not, yeah, her attire. But wait a minute, <laughs> wait it's a, just her as a person. Her as a person. So, so she can use that either to her advantage or not. I'm right? going. Uh, that's the I path I took. I'm going to shut the pie hole. So back to distressed. I think your instincts are right. Your boss may like his subordinates to pay homage to him by imitating his look, but you. You, my young friend, have bigger fish to fry. You are a potential role model, and you should create your own identity and not be subsumed by his. If you're good at what you do, and I believe you have to be great at what you do, because you couldn't have gotten there in any other way in that industry. So don't worry about what he might think about your sophisticated and unique style. You're an asset, not only because of the work you do, but because of the hope you represent. So here's my advice. My advice is ask for a sabbatical. Or in lieu of that, ask for funds that would allow you to go to schools and universities to talk to other young women about tech. Tell them why you like it. What your past, what what your path was, what your struggles you've encountered along the way. Also, all of this, all of this will not only serve a bigger cause, but it'll have the added benefit of feeding your boss's ego. He'll believe, and rightly so, that is he's opening up doors for women of color. My guess, as a consequence of this, is he'll be not only encouraged to uh, you to express yourself. 
I wouldn't be surprised if you rub off on him and he ditched his hoodies for a Brunello Cuccinelli unstructured <laughs> cashmere jacket. So we can only hope. So I think you're destined for great things. Anyway. Uh, that was beautiful. I'm giving you a silent, a silent standing <laughs> O. Oh. It was just a, I love that. It's a rough guess on a different, but you would have saying it's a different Well, path. you know, you, you, depending on how long she's in the workplace, it might right. be too soon for no, her I to know. ask for a sabbatical to go on the speaking I tour. I know, I know. But your, point, but your point is really well, I think, is really well thought out and really, really smart because she is going to be different, so use that to her advantage. Yes. I think that's really great. Um, I hate to c- come back with something really mediocre. No, 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 that, no, no, no. But no. I'm going to. I'm just going to give some advice to uh, additional thoughts for women because she said she was in her early 30s. Yeah, 32. 32. So, you know, that's when you're really starting for women. That's when you're really starting to get a little gravitas mm-hmm. in most industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is the time where you should really start building a quality work ro- wardrobe. Mm-hmm. This is when you can that's really, you've point. been around the block for a little while. So you kind of know what works for you. You know what works on you. You know what's working in the environment and for your industry. So take the time now to get rid of those like Zara clothes, to get mm-hmm. rid of, which are great when you're young or the Ann Taylor. I'm sorry, Ann Taylor, don't write me a letter, but like start buying some quality statement pieces, quality pieces that really that you can start building a wardrobe mm-hmm. around. At this age, it's really time to less is more. So you want to invest in a few quality pieces and accent them with more trendy pieces. I like that. And yeah, like things like quality shoes, quality bags. This is the time to start really showing your professionalism. And my last piece of advice for women and probably for men too, is when you find something that really works for you, like the one like distrusted, uh, you find a piece of clothing that really is like works for you, makes you sing, makes you look great, makes you feel great, buy more than one of them. Because women's clothes, fashions change so frequently, that pair of pants or that jacket you bought today will not be there next year. So when you find things that work for you, buy more than one. Are you are you saying uh, buy more than one in the Einstein way where your wardrobe is the same? Or are you saying buy more than one in different colors of what you Depends on what you like. I My favorite jacket, I have this jacket I wear when I, almost every time I'm on stage, I have three of them in the same color. Is that the navy blue double My favorite double-breasted? white blouse, yeah, huh. that's the one. And my favorite white blouse, I have four of them. Uh, Oh, okay, um, that's so good advice. Because I because you can't find them again. So right. I, if you find things that work for you, buy more than one. And, and I think uh, just summing this up is dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Hello. Yeah, that's good. Hello. Well, I think you've got a lovely... By the way, send us a picture too. Send a picture. I want to see her. Yeah. I want to see her. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends to tune into Cubicle Confidential. If you have a workplace question, hey, people, we're here to help. Email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com. We'd love to hear from you. We we have time for one more question. One more. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, quick question. I run a boutique marketing analytics firm, and I want my people to not only act professionally, but look the part. Our clients are often C-suite executives. We didn't have a dress code before the pandemic, but now that my people are back in the office, I have noticed some of them are dressing far too casually for my tastes. (laughs) Should I mandate a dress code? And if so, what would it look like? 
signed well suited in syracuse okay uh oh hearing and reading a lot about this lately i think we had something similar on a yeah. feedback episode i'll try to make my answer in like 90 seconds uh this is not an uncommon problem uh we have to rethink the way we work so we're rethinking the way we are dressing for work mm -hmm. Personally, I think it is your totally within your right as an employer to set some sort of a standard for dress. What that standard is, that's up to you. You got to go figure that out. The key about this is if you've never had one before, a dress policy, not to be a jerk about implementing one. Mm -hmm. So I would start with really thinking through what is appropriate dress. I would probably bring together some people that you trust in the organization and do a little focus group. Like how do we, what's the look that we want to have mm -hmm. in this organization? What's right? What's out of bounds, et cetera. Then you're going to like announce it to everybody, like, and you're going to say to the company, like, hey, everybody, here's our dress, our dress, sort of our look we're going to try for. Here's our dress code. I'm not sure I would use that word. Uh, and I would just gently remind everybody what an appropriate look is for the company and what it isn't before you single out a few people. So make sure everybody's on the same page about the policy. Um, make sure that when you think about this, you're thinking about different groups, different ages, different uh, different demographics in your organization. And that's what I would do. I would make sure that you have a gentle reminder to everybody before you single people out. And make sure you tell them why you are doing this, yes. for goodness sake. So I'm going to stop there because I know we're running short on time because I think Chris will bring us home on this one. You know, I don't have much more to add. I, I will go back in time. I remember having, remember having to read Dress for Success. Do you remember that? Yes. That Dress for Success was sort of the, the clothing Bible for working in a big company. And so you had to wear, you had to work. Uh, I remember working at a now defunct accounting firm doing work for them and you had to wear certain suits and you, and women had to wear certain outfits that they couldn't not wear. In many organizations, women had to wear pantyhose. Yeah. There was pantyhose. Actually, that was one of the requirements too. Yep. And they had to wear a funny little, like, uh, it looked like a flower bow tie. It was a requirement. <laughs> it was horrible. I remember, uh, back long ago in IBM, you had to wear hats. Then John Kennedy comes along and because he has good hair, hats went away. So, so anyway. I, I, I think Mary is right on this. this. This dress code is something more of a guideline than, yeah. than a mandate. So, and I like her point. Uh, first of all, the executive team should be dressing in, in the way that they want to see others to dress. But you have to take into account that you have a different price point than them. Mm, so you have to be reasonable. And I think the key to dressing well is not the clothes necessarily, but how the clothes are tailored. And so I think you have to be conscious of how you are wearing clothes, and that's what you should encourage in others on how it hangs on them, as it were. Now, all of this is a tricky requirement, but I also think that there, there should be client-facing days and there should be office days. And one of the reasons- Hallelujah. Yes, and one of the reasons I say that is you might bring clients to your offices, and then you should say, okay, people, we're on today. And so in that sense, they have the look. Now, if you have a sequestered area for clients to visit, no one has to do that, then only the people that face the clients should dress that day. But the point here, the message you're sending is, there's a dress we have for those we serve, and then we have more allowance or more variety of our choices when we are among ourselves. Still encouraging everybody uh, sort of level up dressing. Uh, so in that sense, I, I think all of what Mary said is great. Uh, Mary said this on an earlier episode, which I really like too, is you've got to orient your newest employees right out of college as to what looks right and what give them examples of that and encourage them to say, if you'll notice how Mary dresses on the weekdays, that's kind of a good look. Uh, so if you're going to ask somebody, ask her, uh, you know, tell the women that, and then the men, you can do this as well with other men there. So 
Um, uh, lastly, when individuals dress professionally, say something. I really appreciate what you did today. I really, that was, you know, this is great. I really appreciate your contribution to making us look good as a firm. That's yeah, where I, I love would that. end this. I love that. And you know, as people are coming back from the pandemic, be a little gentle, yes. allow them a little flexibility, oh a little leeway, yeah. ease them into it. Uh, don't like bring down the hammer right away. No. Uh, so Chris, well, you always, it's a joy to be with you and you are dapper as always. Ditto. Well, Jack and I are sitting here in t-shirts and sweatpants. <laughs> um, and speaking of Jack Edinger, our executive producer, thank you, Jack, for another great episode. Thank you all to listening to Cubicle Confidential. If you have a workplace question or a cubicle dilemma or some sort of a quagmire, then give us a shout. We are here to help you. You can email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com. You can tweet us at cubicleconfide1 or connect with us on LinkedIn. Chris DeSantis, Mary Abajay, Cubicle Confidential, people, Google it. Until next week, we hope that you are a kind person. We hope that you are a hardworking person. And if you can't do any of those, Chris, what should they do? Call us. All right. See you later, alligators.